2: 5 in Edmonton. our number 2 of Oilers Now brought to you by Digitex. Digitex.ca Alberta's number 1 owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Great conversation going on right now at 780-496-0063 on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. You can get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors. 143rd Street, 111th Avenue open Monday to Saturday. Kyler Yavomotos contract two years 3.1 an obvious bridge deal i would say to you the windows open right now for this team to compete for a Stanley Cup. We saw them get pretty darn far down the line last year. Can't wait to hear what Kyler has to say coming up after 1.30 about what the experience was like, what it's maybe changed, I guess, in terms of having your eyes open to either what it takes to compete at that level or whatever the case may be. That's sure to be an interesting conversation. Uh, You can call us as well on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, 780 496 6 the River Cree Resort and Casino Excitement bet on it. And we're on Twitter as well. Again, the show at Oilers Now or myself at Brendan Escott. Uh, momentarily, we'll hear from Ken Holland. He was on with Reed Wilkins last night on Inside Sports. But a couple more texts here first. 780-496-0063. Mark in St. Albert says, uh, I think the core of talent that the team has right now makes them serious contenders to win the Stanley Cup. I think we see a rebound season by Pujarvi, a strong goaltending tandem, and Continued domination by McDavid, Drysidel, and Evander Kane. I predict if we don't have significant injuries like we did this year in the playoffs, that we win the cup this upcoming season. I think you should do a poll to see how many fans think that we would actually win the Stanley Cup this year. Again, from Mark and St. Albert. Well, it's never going to be easy in any year. and I'll tell you what with uh, with a brand new starting goaltender and and a turnover of the goaltending tandem, I think you're looking at things to really connect right away, but if they do, if they do, Mark, yeah, I think this team suddenly is built in a manner that complements the top and talent in a way that would allow them to really really get over the top. Colorado's going to be in difficult team to get past the next couple of seasons that was on full display not only for your Oilers but for everybody that they waxed on the way to the Stanley Cup simply put but you got you to do what you can within your own sort of means to put the best fight in front of them. And I don't think that Ken Holland has done anything less than that. A couple more moves. If you miss the top of the show, what essentially this does contract-wise is it forces them now with Ryan McLeod still needing a contract to either move out, say Warren Fogle, for example, his two years, 2.75 million. And, and I, I keep going back to Fogel because that's the name that that comes up and makes the most sense. He he just really didn't cement enough of himself as a player. If you're not going to score, you'd better be physical and hard to play against. And I think that Fogel had a hard time finding the the happy middle ground there. And and it was evident down the line. So is he the one that ends up being moved out? Well, if he is in all likelihood, you're going to have to include some sort of a sweetener, a draft pick, for example, and then how would you feel about that? Well, if it gets Ryan McLeod signed and the way that he performed down the stretch last year, I don't feel too bad about that. Text earlier asking whether Dylan Holloway may factor into things this year. I don't see any reason why he couldn't earn a spot in training camp. And if he does, and he's contributing on a, on an entry-level contract, now we're talking, right? Now we've got a little bit of cap space and can bring in an even more impactful piece So there's lots still left to be done, but the news today, of course, is two more years for Yamamoto. Uh, I guess it was yesterday evening's news, but here we are today, two years, 3.1 million for, uh, 3.1 million rather, for Yamamoto. Ken Holland last night on Inside Sports explaining the whole darn thing to Wilkie, Reed Wilkins talking about Puyarvi, Yamamoto, Matthias Janmark as well
1: tell me a little bit about this process with Yamamoto, how important it is to get this done and avoid that arbitration hearing.
3: I uh, mean, you know, obviously Henry, uh, really nice to be with you. I mean, obviously um, we had a hearing here scheduled for Sunday and, uh, had to have our uh, briefs in 48 hours in advance, uh, which would be Friday. So obviously we were down, uh, you know, basically tomorrow and then, uh, had to submit, uh, submit briefs. So, uh, you know, J.P. Barry is agent, and uh, and us have worked, uh, worked at this over the last uh, couple of weeks and uh, feel good that we were able to find a two-year solution. You know, I think, you know, you never want to really go to an arbit- arbitration hearing because in order to... Uh you know, get your, try to win your case. you you got to probably put things out there that you don't want to put out. And, uh, you know, it's a relationship business. So uh, that's the last resort, the arbitration hearing. And uh, fortunately, we were able to find a solution to, uh, to to get Yama done. And certainly he hit 21 goals last year and, you know, took a step forward. Um, and uh, he's an important important young player for us going forward. So I uh, feel good that we're able to get it done and avoid the, the arbitration
1: hearing you know one thing jay woodcroft said about yamo this past season was that that he's a popular l- request for a line mate from uh, from the other forwards because he he does so many of the detailed things well and and obviously he he's so dogged and persistent when he comes to checking and get after the puck i just wonder, you know what do you see from him and how you think he projects over these next couple of years
3: I uh, I agree with Woody. Um you know, I I would say to you yeah, first off he's got hockey sense and hands you know so he's smart uh, he doesn't throw the puck away you know if you're a, if you're a, a skill forward we've got some skill forwards you know he he hangs on the puck he can protect the puck and he you know he can make plays um, he four checks you know so he gets in there and forces the uh, the other team's defenseman to make make uh, make mistakes he's, he's relentless he's persistent on the puck um, and um, you know so you know certainly he', he, he, he he, he gets pucks. He, he retrieves pucks. He gets pucks and he, for his line mates, for himself and for his, for his line mates and when he does have the puck, he hangs onto the puck and um, doesn't, doesn't turn it over and, uh, you know, if you, I thought that last year, you know, he was, he went went along and he had a real big march. Um, I think he had eight, eight of his 21 goals in the month of March. Obviously, it was an important time of the year when we were pushing, trying to uh, push our way into a playoff spot and then, uh, you know, he played good for us in the, uh, you know half a point a game in the in the playoffs uh, you know with us going uh, into the into the third round of the playoffs and playing three really good hockey teams so I thought he made uh, made real progress this year um, I'm hoping he can build on it um, and um, you know kind of continue to to be a 20 goal scorer and, and uh, continue to do the things that uh, that he's that he's doing that help us be a be a good hockey team uh,
1: you also avoided arbitration with with yesterday Pull the RV. Um, you know, Ken. He, he I know we've talked about this player a lot. It, it's been a journey for him with uh, with injuries and trade requests and coming back. And uh, pretty, if I were to speak very generally, probably a pretty good first half to this past season, and then not quite as productive in the second half. Um, You know, is there a a commitment from the Oilers and from Puliari and his camp that you know he's he's going to be on the team, or is something still brewing with him this summer? I I just wonder if you can share anything there.
3: Oh, I don't have anything going right now, and we're pretty well. You know, at the cap, I think if you go to cap friendly when you factor in Hufbaum uh, and, and Mike Smith on, on 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 going on LTI, that we're 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 pretty well spent. Um, I will, you know, now there's you know once the arbitration process is over, you know there's some players unsigned that are probably looking for opportunity and they're gonna there's gonna be some good buys. So I'm gonna explore the market for the good buys. So you know, I would think for the most part I'm done. I think that. uh, for the next um, two, three weeks. Everyone in the league kind of shuts down here pretty quick now. uh, In terms of business, you know, because uh, everybody spent their money and they're looking forward to training camp. So I would anticipate that uh, what we've got is what we're going to camp with. But um, you know, work the phones here once we get probably once we get into September, you know, just to to see what other teams are thinking. You're always looking for ways to make your make your team better. And uh, you know, in Jesse's case, obviously he did. He got off to a great start and then I thought he kind of lost his confidence and there was a coaching change, his role changed a little bit and I think that um, you know for most players in the NHL confidence is such a big part of of being successful and when you start to lose your swag or your confidence a little bit and you, know, you start to press it it gets harder and harder and harder and then and then obviously your your role starts to you know maybe your, your ice time decreases and, and then and then it, it just it turns into a to a spiral. So I you know probably Part of the reason why we eventually saw this settle on a one year um, contract with Jesse. You know, not really hard to know. You know, obviously he's hoping they can bounce back and, and, and do over 80 games, what he did over the first quarter of the season. And, and uh, you know, certainly
1: that's what we're hoping uh, we're hoping as well. All right. And, Kent, we haven't spoken since you added Matthias Janmark uh, on a one year deal. Tell me a little bit about how he. Uh, is is going to fit in? I mean, is is versatility a key for him, or, or how do you see him?
3: Yeah, I mean, it's funny. I you know we we drafted him in Detroit many many years ago, and before he turned pro, I ended up trading him at the deadline um, to Jim Neal um, in Dallas to get a forward to try to go on a on a playoff run. So I sort of watched him pretty close, obviously being a being a Red Wing draft pick. Um, you know, he can play left wing and play can play center. Um, he's a he's a he's a forechecker. He gets in on the four-check. He can play up your roster if on the, if if you need him to be. I know that in Dallas for a year or two. There. He played up the roster in the top six. And, you know, it's because he, he pursues pucks and uh, he back checks and he does lots of the, you know, the, 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 the trench work. Um, but but because of those same uh, ingredients I've just talked about, he's, he's good on the bottom six because he's, uh, you know, he can check. He, he works. Uh, he can play left wing. He can play center ice. So I think he's going to be a versatile player for us. And, uh, again, on a one-year deal, at a one and a quarter, I think that we've got a real motivated athlete that's looking for an opportunity to kind of, um, you know, have a really good year and get back to the. You know, back to the marketplace, uh, whether it's with us or with somebody else and and grow his salary. so I think that anytime you can get real motivated players on one-year deals, you know there's the potential for uh, you know that, that, that it's going to be a real plus for the uh, for our hockey team. So I think between the motivation and the versatility, um, you know and we're you know trying to be a little bit a little deeper um, as as we go along, these are all the,
2: the reasons why you sign up to a one-year deal. There is uh, Oilers general manager Ken Holland chatting with Reed Wilkins last night on uh, Inside Sports. So, a little bit there on Kyler, a little bit on Ployarvi, and uh, some more on the new Oiler, and that is Matthias Janmark. Now, I, I sort of wrote out the the contracts here that Holland has signed with the team. And if you look at this offseason, you've got a Vander Kane on a great price tag if you ask around i would think that five and uh, five and some change that's a pretty good value for arguably a 40 goal score then you look at jack campbell that's it, it, maybe it wasn't the first option to plug the hole in net but he is a serviceable starting goaltender and he's a step in the right direction so there's another move and brett kulak you look back at last year tyson barry gets extended i mean has been a uh an ongoing case for Holland to manage, and he's been able to do that every step of the way. Zach Hyman needs no explanation. Cody Ceci exceeding expectations, certainly down the stretch. And that was a deal that was much maligned by people in the first place. So when you look at the greater body of work that Holland has done, whether it's bringing in other players like Hyman or Kane to be impactful, or it's keeping players here that were already impactful in one way or another, He's done a pretty impressive job if you ask me and and you don't want me to be the judge of that fine let me know how you feel about it 780-496-0063 when i look at this lineup for this upcoming season i i would think that this is a western conference contender they would expect that of themselves they have expected that of themselves and those have been lofty expectations and while the expectations of course do remain lofty in that end you got to understand how much closer they are at least on paper, than when we were having the conversation about how far the two superstars could will the team leading up. So uh, I see the phone lines lighting up here. We'll take a quick pause on Oilers now. When we come back, we should have some time for that. And then, of course, don't miss when Kyla Yamamoto joins the show live after the 12.30 news. Remember that our friends at uh, Brent Ridge Ford, hey, eh, they want you to know. They're currently stocked up with some pre-owned Jeeps, a Honda CRV, Toyota RAV4, got a Hyundai Santa Fe, and some options as well from Chevy, GMC, and Buick. Of course, they've also uh, boasted a selection of quality used Ford products for sale. Brent Ridge Ford is your Ford truck authority on the Auto Mile in Wetaskiwin. Give Uncle Milt, Rich, or Johnny a call. one 477 Thirty-six, seventy-three, and remember, cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. Brian, hanging on line number one, we'll bring you aboard. How's it going today, Brian? I'm doing good, Brendan. How are you today? Excellent, thank you. What are your thoughts on this Yamamoto contract?
0: Oh, I think it's a great deal. Um, you know, the the player is young. Um, uh, I think if we were to lost Yamamoto, you know, it, it's he's, a, he's one of those players that every team loves to have on the team but other teams hate um and he and he just set such an example you know with his uh tenacious forecheck i mean there you know there's i can't i don't know if you can count on even one hand how many oiler forwards forecheck like him and it must be the 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 size of the dog in the fight because he's 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 an amazing little player
2: yeah I, I completely agree yeah. Brian he's as far as he is one of those players who I think is able to drag some other players into the fight and and then he can score too right and he can score either by putting his nose to the grindstone and, and helping pull that puck out of the corner going to the front of the net but his shot yeah. at the start of last season maybe not the greatest I thought that he did a lot of work on that uh, moving forward here so you know an integral piece to keep as, as a part of the team
0: absolutely yeah no he he's um uh, it would it would be nice to see uh a player like puliarvi uh and and i i think it's it, it, it's gonna happen but you know he's just got i feel i feel for the guy he's gonna find his game um you know who knows when and and if it'll happen while he's an oiler but but definitely um you know you can see he's a very different player than yamamoto but uh, but a guy that they you know if if he can play into his body he 's going to be a heck of a player um and you know it's just it's i guess it's just a matter of time but I, I i i'm kind of glad to see both of them, but I think one of them is probably going to go i you know I think if they 're going to be going to the Stanley Cup, whether it 's this year or next year um I could see a package or or you know maybe one of them going um and maybe Po
2: who knows right now but but uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I appreciate the call, Brian. Uh, listen, I think that ultimately, like I said before, you don't want to ship out a guy like Polyarvi when the market value is what it is right now. We know that the market value isn't high because there was an effort made on uh, free agency day to, to try and flip him. And I don't think the deal came to fruition because it would have had to require Edmonton, acquiring an asset for Polyarvi and that, that kind of dissolved so uh... you know can they move forward with both of these players? Yes. Can they move past Colorado with their top two right-wingers being Paul Yarby and and Yamamoto? That I'm not 100% sure about. If Paul Yarby can somehow finish more of the opportunities that he found himself set up for, then we're talking about a genuine 25-goal-a-year player, and now we're... Now we're just worried about rounding out the game. We've also been worried about rounding out this game for the last five years. And when I see the kinds of mistakes that were being made at the time of year that they were being made, I wonder whether the stage may ultimately just be a little too big in this market for a player like Poliarvi. The The constant deferring to the line mates and, and the panic with the puck on the stick at times that to me isn't going to lead you where you need to be led. So if you can find somebody else for $3 million that can score 20 goals and and contribute in a more well-rounded sense, great. If you can develop somehow, this is a year where where Jarvie, for all of those net front chances that he plowed right into the crest of the goaltender, if he finds twine on a couple more of those He's a lot easier to move, but maybe a lot more difficult of a decision in whether or not you actually want to move the player. Bottom line is, again, you've got to tip your cap to to Ken Holland, not only for what he did in years past to keep this player engaged with the organization, but even still this offseason amid a trade request, another one to get him signed to to a team-friendly deal, but a, a friendly enough deal that other teams might be willing to take it on. So do we see this happen before the season starts? I really would be surprised if we see Puliyarvi move before the season starts. I think they're going to let him play it out and, again, try and elevate his value. Uh, has a better start to the season than he did a finish to last year's and maybe some other teams are interested again. We'll see. Time will tell. Time for a global news weather traffic update with Evan Cook when we come back. Some more time for you. A couple more minutes anyway, 780-496-0063, and then we'll bring aboard Kyler Yamamoto to tell you all about the two-year contract extension. It's Brendan Escott in for Bob Stauffer this week on Oilers Now.